everyone. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's Anime Jam Session with your hosts, DJ Ranma S, Kuro Usagi, and Sailor Flair. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 72. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, pop culture, and everything in between. I am DJ Ranma S. I'm Kuro Usagi. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I'm Meko-chan. And I'm Sailor Flair, the super producer. And for the first time in recording history, we have the entire staff all on Skype together for, for this special episode. Achievement- oh God, mark this day down. Yes, it's a red letter day. Achievement unlocked. Trophy earned. That's a big day. I better slick my hair back. Yay. What was that? That fl- was, what was, that that was the power clapping in the back. Oh, the hamster's excited too, huh? Yes. He's so excited he's sleeping. Mm. Party animal. Yes, it is. Well, for those who are listening, if you're wondering why the entire staff is on the show tonight, there's been some changes going on behind the scenes that we're pretty much about ready to introduce to you. Now, for some of you who know, we are affiliated with various podcasts like Orange Downs Radio, Electric Sisterhood, The Bobby Black Wolf Show, etc., etc., etc. About a year and a half ago, the staff at OLR offered me an opportunity to join them on a new network. And I was like, sure, we will do that. And that's been working on behind the scenes. And didn't think that was going to happen right away, but due to some various issues on their end, they feel that it's time. So right now, there is a new streaming website called Vogue Network, Voice of Geeks. And as of, I believe, episode 73, which will be the third season of this podcast, more than likely, we will be on that network. But don't worry, if you don't hear us on there in the next couple of weeks, just be patient. There's still some things that we're hammering out to make sure that we get the episodes to you. Until then, we will still be on Disingenious Radio. We may still continue to stream on there until we do uh, Vogue Network. We may do both. It just depends on how things go. So if you can't tell by now, episode 72 which is aptly titled Loose Ends, it's pretty much our quote-unquote season finale. Yay! Yay! Tony, I just we're not got canceled. back here! What's wrong with you? And then we set up the villain for the next arc. Yes. <laughs> but can we not have any fillers this time? Duh. If I have anything to say about it, we won't. <laughs> Come on, guys. Six seasons and a movie. What about Bleach? <laughs> or was it Naruto? Or was that One Piece? I don't know. Well, I was making the joke from Community, so oh, carry on. Well, we don't watch Community, so you have to keep us in the know. Why? With the, hey, you have to keep us in the know with the pop culture. Okay. But, yeah, you guys should watch it. It's a good show. It could be worse. How could it be worse? It could be Detective Conan. You mean Case Closed? Yeah. <laughs> Which is on its 800th and something manga chapter. And how many episodes? Wow. Keeps going. I'm not sure. But oh. it's at like 12 or, no, 18 movies now, I think. Good grief. That's <laughs> insane. It keeps going and, and going crossover. and going. 
and the crossover movie with Lupin. Oh, wow. That sounds awesome, actually. That was actually a really, really awesome movie. You know what? I gotta look it up. Give it a couple of more episodes. Give it a couple more movies that Pokemon will probably tie with it. Wow. Well, it already has two if you count their latest movie based on black and white. Well, there you go. No, I mean, okay. it's the same movie except the the bla- the uh, different legendaries are swapped out. Retrom and Zek is in one version and Zekrom's in the other. Sounds, sure. sounds a bit like a cop-out. Yes, it is yes. a so, anywho, on this episode, we're going to do things a little bit different. Um, we only have one article to discuss tonight, and, and we're also going to talk about um, the Sakura Matsuri that me and Kurosaki went to, and which was quite fun. It got me to the point where I started uploading older uh, Sakura Matsuri pictures to our Facebook fan page. So, yeah. yeah I saw that. Mm-hmm. It gives me something to do during the day. So let's let's keep let's start running things down. So Ari, how 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 was your week? How was your day? Uh, it's just the same old same old really. Just going to work, doing that sort of thing. That's cool. Getting ready for Zenkai Con coming up next week. That makes two of us. Got a huge paycheck because of all the hour all the overtime I worked around the Good Friday Easter Easter Sunday week. Well, that's even better. I have. Searching. I have yeah, to. Yeah, pretty much. I said, yeah, pretty much. I I hear you on that. I have to get some stuff ready for Zenkai Con since I am running the karaoke. I have to go check the email and send out the e- the replies for people to send in their music, or else they will not be able to sing on stage. All right. So now that we got that out the way, uh, Kuro, how was your week and how was your day? Kuro. Kuro. Somebody pet. You. Someone pet the bunny. I'm sorry. I did not know that I was on mute and I was talking. That's how strange. Um. Yeah, it sucked. Moving on. Okay. Uh, Mako, how was your week and how was your day? Um, I've been playing a lot of computer games. Uh, Guild Wars. I. Didn't get into the Guild Wars 2 beta, but uh, they're doing their seventh year anniversary, so they're doing a lot of stuff in the main Guild Wars game that I've been playing. Ah, and you no longer sound like Leah Remedy. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> okay, Sailor Flair, how was your week and how was your day? Um, my weekend wasn't bad. Um, Saturday I went for a, a nice long bike ride down by the beach, and then... Sunday, I really didn't do much of anything. I went to my boyfriend's house. We, I, me, we, I remember we went for a walk. We took his dogs for a walk. I played with the, uh, I played with his cat Casper for a little while. It was fun. And I said, and um, we, we are, um, quick story. We ordered um, Japanese food from this restaurant. So Mike and I went to go to pick it up, and there was, I looked, I just happened to look towards the back of the restaurant, and there was this table of about, I'd say maybe like six. I don't know, maybe they were maybe my like maybe like it's very early 20s um and three of them were three of like the boys at the table were wearing fox ears i'm like oh table full of furries great wonderful so i'm I'm like hyperventilating i'm like i can't believe what i just saw and mike's like what's up and i had to explain to him i'm like oh ew <laughs> they might so that was pretty much it they might have been at the soccer Missouri, so they could have been 
Well, that kind of reminds me of one time uh, a bunch of us went to a hibachi restaurant and the chef was wearing a Konoha headband while he was preparing our food. And that's somewhat plausible. I had a picture, but it was on my old phone and God only knows where that phone is. In the great uh, beyond. Uh, Michael, were they uh, cheap looking ears? Like, did they look like they're made out of paper or craft foam or something like that? Who are you asking? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Me? Flair, yeah. Um, no, they were like fur. No, they were like fur lined ears. So. Oh. Yeah. That, that answers that then. Hmm, that's so. pretty cool. Well, as for Anywho, me, so let's let's proceed. As for me, just been quote unquote working, and um, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, but I was talking with one of my supervisors about you know we were talking about computers, and I'm rebuilding my machine that I need something a little more potent for video editing, and I started to explain that I go to cons and I record stuff, so. She knows of our of our YouTube page, so I don't know if she's been on it, but if I will do know if she mentions something about any new videos that will probably be going up later this week, hopefully. Cool. Yeah, but it's like I said, it's not so bad when two of my when two of my supervisors there are also anime fans. So yeah, one of them was kind of surprised about about Bleach ending, but you know, Bleach is ending. Bleach is done. Bleach? It's done? It's over. Wow, the anime is done, and they're in the last arc of the manga. Thank no. you. 500th arc. <laughs> they brought back the Quincy's for their final war. Can I get a front row seat for this? Can I get some popcorn and a, bottle and a, and some, uh, and a Corona? <laughs> Shh, corona nothing. You need tequila for this crap. It's like, also, it's Corona like tastes like this. Hmm. My dad likes it. I'm not really a fan. It ain't so bad. I don't like beer. The best kind of beer I like when it's free. Very <laughs> true. Beer is gross. You have to try something that's a light ale. I think you would like that. I need to try fruit beers because anything with wheat or barley kind of is nasty. Mm. I like Blue Moon. That's those are usually good ones in Blue a while. Blue Moon is good with a twist of orange. Yes, you gotta have the orange. And, <laughs> and looks like Kudo has dropped out, so she no. yeah she's having internet connection, so she's having internet connection issues. So, but don't worry, she should be back uh, in a couple of weeks for our for our quote unquote grant new season, which with the help of the super producer uh, Sailor Flair, we got some new in- new intro, new outro, and some new background music. Very nice, Excellent. yes. And I will like to preview it, you know, just get just to tell you this. It's really cool. Yes, yes, it is. It's Dutch hilarious. Yes, I will I have... I haven't heard it yet, unfortunately. Yes, yeah, send it to Ari. Yes, I will, I will do that on the break. And speaking of break, let's take one now so we can get the ball rolling. Best idea ever. Oh, yeah. Oot. Works for me. Okay. We'll be back. Right after these messages.
If you want more of a female perspective of what we tend to do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com or esh.co with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out podculture.net and thegeekculturenetwork.com. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku new anime podcast. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. Now, as I said, this is a uh, short slash special episode. Um, we're going to discuss uh, about four kids selling off Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, we will discuss the Sakura Matsuri at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. And if you enjoy listening to interviews and you'll enjoy voice actors, uh, back in November of last year, we interviewed Tiffany Grant. That video is interview is online on our YouTube webpage. But we're also going to throw that on as a special gift as part of this episode. Yay! Because I know for a fact, more or less... Like an Easter egg. Yeah. That, and I mean, there are people who watch the video but have not watched it. It might be better if they listen to it part of the podcast. So, eh, it works. But um, let's get the ball rolling here. Uh, first article, which... To be truth be told, I wasn't sure I was going to do an article or not, but seeing this pop up through the thanks of Kuro Usagi, who posted it on her Facebook wall, ah. we find out that 4Kids sells Yu-Gi-Oh! assets. Now, this article is straight from Crunchyroll. This will probably be one of the first few times I will credit them for an article because you know my feelings about, about them. Following its April 2011 filing at Chapter 11 bankruptcy, 4Kids has sold its rights to the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime property to Kids Co., an affiliate of the Saban Capital Group of Power Rangers fame. Pending approval by the United States Bankruptcy Court of the Southern District of New York, the rights will go for $10 million. And if you go to the Art Crunchyroll's website where information about the article, there's a link there about the filing in regards to it is there. Though far from its peak, Yu-Gi-Oh! is still considered a valuable property. Specialty Retailer News site uh, ICV2 ranked it the number three collectible card game in 2011, following Magic the Gathering and Pokemon. Four kids, yeah. st- four kids will stay in the field with newly licensed 52-episode anime-inspired Italian cartoon called Beast Keeper. Oh, yeah, that. Now, if it's supposed to be such a hot commodity, it, $10 million is not that big a price tag. Well, it depends. I mean, maybe, you know, they probably could have gotten more for it, but they were trying to just get rid of it as quickly as possible. It's sort of like um, when WCW went up. I was going to bring that up myself. Yes. You- yeah, 
yeah. the original offer was like I think three hundred to five hundred million dollars, but in two thousand one, when Ted Turner finally sold it off, he got it. He sold it off for like half a million dollars. I actually was like around one point two. Oh well, yeah, something really cheap like that, mm-hmm. but it includes like like months worth of uh, wrestling footage, not years, and uh, you know, all the contracts of all the wrestlers they had at the time. But then that became the invasion angle, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah, because the original plan was for them to devote 15 minutes of Raw for WCW, and that didn't go over too well. They were just better off spinning, just negotiating television rights and sink investing money into it or something like that. But it is what it is. Yeah, the first time they tried a WCW event, it was A, in Portland, a, another smart-heavy city. Mm. B, the, ma- the match featured two really bad workers, and three of the fans revolted. I mean, half of them left during the match. Like, got up and walked out of the building. Mm, that, well, yeah, you know. But, so... But anyway, back, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of parallels between the two oh. that brought it up. Mm-hmm. Well, Yu-Gi-Oh! The card game is not going to be affected, so that's good for them. Uh, we all knew that. Mm-hmm. But I was just looking at this new Beast Keeper cartoon, and it just tells me that what is up with Italy? Because every cartoon that I see from Italy, with the exception of Winx. No, wi- Club, I think you're thinking of Witch. No. Winx Club. Winx Club not, is Italian, I believe. Yeah. Is it Witch it is French? Italian. Which I thought was American. No. I know it's in Europe somewhere. Totally spies is Canadian, and don't forget the god awful Highlander, the animated series. Wait, I thought. I thought um, Totally Spies was French as well. Oh, yeah, French. No, French. Totally Spies, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is Italian. Oh, which I'm looking is at Italian. The, the only good French animation that's actually come out of France was called Lyoko. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I just Google. saw a clip of this Beast Keeper cartoon that 4Kids is going to license. You're not impressed, are you? It looks like, it's like pre-Pokemon except fan art being put into animation. So it's like a fanime with really high production values. It's the animation is decent, but it's so I don't know what the heck it is. It's it's about some boy who has an art of magical artifact called a spin shell. It grants him the ability to tame wild beasts. Kinda sounds like Pokemon to me so far. Um, they're legendary creatures hidden throughout the world. Boy, what does that sound familiar? Ash with a yo-yo. I'm Every, starting to think yeah. of Monster Rancher the for some Jay, reason. The young Jay, Alex, Mac, and Toto accompany him. Except it's without the the train. I don't know how to feel about this show, but yeah, it, it is sounds like Monster talk. Ranchers. Yeah, but but if it's a fan made thing, how bad is uh is a flash it's not animation? It's fan made. It just looks. The, the I just compared it to good. a fan made. Mm, okay. It's just kind of stiff. It's like it's it's like a bootleg version of Totally Spies. Everyone gets the inspiration from somewhere. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, the woman who did the voice of uh, Ray from Sailor Moon did one of the voices on that show. Yes, she was. She was the replacement. Or um, Alex, I believe. Hmm. I think so. I can't remember. It's Sam, Alex, and what's who's the other one? Don't know. Clover. Oh no, I think she's Clover. Is Clover yes, the one with the black hair? No, 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 
the, no, one, the green the one, the one that wore the green. Oh no, then yeah, no, then it's the uh, one in the yellow. That was right. She's Alex. Now, um, since uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is gonna be done by Saban, my next thought is, well, how bad will the dubbing be? I think they might use the same actors. I don't think they're gonna change. Mm, Remember, wait, wait. four kids use the studio to record. The like the voice actors are not from. Did you, do you energy. not do you not remember the fallout with uh with Pokemon? Yes, I know. That's I'm what I'm saying. saying. They they might have that. I don't. They may not be able to continue dubbing the show. Yeah, when I met the. I'm pretty sure if they do that, they're not gonna. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good idea. Mm. But four kids still, even though there was a fallout, four kids still, um, wasn't four kids still licensing the show, or is it under another company now too? You mean Yu-Gi-Oh? No, Pokemon. Well, the Pokemon is now the dubbing is done by Nintendo. Does it no, really the matter for Yu-Gi-Oh? Nintendo, but I'm saying that the series itself is owned by a different, is licensed by a different company. No, Nintendo owns the rights to the anime. They. The Pokemon anime okay, belongs so to the Pokemon group, which is a subsidiary of Nintendo. So, Four Kids is no longer affiliated with Pokemon anymore. No. Okay, that's all I wanted yeah, to know. Then. That's why. I'm, yeah. No, it's um Viz. It's Viz. Viz. Viz Kids. Yeah, that makes sense. They're who I had to. No, they're who I had to um get permissions for to show. It might be for distribution, but. Viz is probably distributing it, yeah. but, not, but when it comes to the dubbing and stuff, it's probably... Um, it's 4 Kids Entertainment is not a dubbing company, though. Who is it? 4 Kids Entertainment, they're not... They don't... They, they're they not a dubbing company. They use a studio. Well, I know. A lot of a lot of them do that. All of them do that. Or most of them do. So, that's where I was confused. Sorry. But anyway, back to the Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff. Does yeah. it really matter? Because isn't the original series completely done? Yes, it's all it's... spin-off shows. There, yeah, or you know, later on in the timeline. Um, season 4 of the GX, and I think half of Season 3 like, didn't get dubbed in. The, the hope is that those would give it, be given a proper dub one, if they're bought over at all. And the less said about Yu-Gi-Oh!'s XL, the better. Hmm... The uh, comparison is Yu-Gi-Oh! in space! <laughs> it's not very good. Well, I mean, it kind of worked for Sonic X. Never watched Sonic X. Sonic but X then again, the second, the second season of Sonic X was not done in Japan. Really? Where was it done? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was the French that did it. Yeah, it was. Which is why everything is completely different. Kind of reminds me of the Bots Master from back in the day, but um, given that um, I, I'm just curious of how how the dubbing is going to be. That, that I mean, the editing and stuff like that. That that's that's what I'm wondering about. Because hopefully you, they'll do a better job of it than Four Kids did. I, I hope so, because Four Kids cut so much shit out. And the way they decide, and the way they edited the cards, I think that was a, a legal thing they had to do. Probably so. Yeah, because some rule about not blatantly advertising during a, a kid's television program. Mm. So they just made a, quote, language-neutral version, just stretched the artwork to fill the fill 90% of the card. I'm just gonna say, don't hold your breath because it's still catered to kids. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, but there were so. some edits that were pro I felt that weren't necessarily needed. 
but I can understand why some of the edits were done. You know, does this include any time they tried, like one guy punched another guy and it cut away, and it cut away and just showed the guy the target falling on his ass? Probably so. Yeah, because one of the rules is oh, you can't. Right. And yet, Dragon Ball Z got away with a lot of shit. The abridged, the abridged series made fun of it a lot. A like there'd be a cutaway, and there would be, it is highly implied that you are hitting me. You know, shit like that. All I know is Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge, he's going to have a field day with this guy. I have a feeling they're going to be putting out episodes with the Power Ranger theme in the background. Or the the cards in the flyby, you know, before the episode be various Power Rangers. Well, it could be worse. Exactly. How could it be worse? It could be raining. I don't know. Well, they could it do, could like, what they tried to do with Sailor Moon. No, I could think of something worse than that. Wow. Oh. What could be worse than that? Central Park Media. Be thankful they're no more. Touche. Touche. The only thing good they did was Utena, Project Aiko, Dominion Tank Police, and Pat Labor. And, and, I, and I'm stretching it with Pat Labor and Dominion Tank Police. Yeah, I remember watching Dominion Tank Police. Was it? What was it on? Like some premium channel, like Showtime? Yes, or back. Show? Yeah, I remember they show both of those on Showtime a long time ago. Oh, nostalgia. Yes. But now that we now, now that we know what's going to happen with Yu-Gi-Oh, let's jump along to something else. Yeah, that means I'm never going to watch it because I don't really care what happens to that because I don't watch that show on TV. I actually let's take a. I think we should take a break. Think so? I think so. I think so. All right. Works for me. I mean, I won't. I don't. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not stopping. I like the coffee. Mm. I mean, let me taste your coffee. Not as strong as methamphetamine, but let's keep your teeth. <laughs> we will be back. <laughs> Yeah. 
世界へ見さび旅路開いた誰にも見える先へ誰よりも遠く早くされど行く気知れたものそれでも思い走り出す Semblance of chaos or of whatever we have here. Um, so in other words, just another podcast. Pretty much, I guess. With with the fact that we it's a brand new season coming up, and we're kind of clearing out the old stuff. We're kind of you know not our normal selves, which is kind of odd to say. You know, you have yeah. a normal setting. It only pops up every uh, three hundred and fifty thousand miles. Good to know. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah, man. All right. So over this weekend, me and Kurosagi traveled to Brooklyn 
not much of a travel for me, like a hop, skip, and a jump, we celebrated the Sakura Matsuri Festival at the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens. If you go check out our website, um, actually our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session, there are two days worth of photos up there for 2012. And going into the archives, we're going to, we're also posting older uh, Sakura Matsuri photos. I hope you enjoy. I did get a couple of photo shoots with uh, with one of our staffers who's running around a Sailor Moon and a friend of mine who's running around a Sakura Kinomoto. Those photo shoots should be up later this week. And actually another friend who was... Actually, um, Anthe- not Aunt Utsuna and her ball gown. Those photos came out pretty good. But, um, one thing I, I, I did not like was the fact that I did not get in, in photos of everybody there. But I got, okay. Yeah, that always happens. But, you know, what was really funny was the fact that the cherry blossoms had already blossomed and disappeared. Yeah, that's usually how it works. Must be recent. Cause I'm looking at older photos, and you know. Yeah, I went two years ago, and like they were all, they were all, they've all bloomed, and they fell, n- nothing on the trees. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bad I think timing, they do I it guess. so. I I think, um, Brooklyn does it so late in the season because the main yes. one is in DC. Yeah. They try. Yeah, we just got lucky last year, though. Yeah. And I just found out that uh, Boston had theirs on Sunday as well. The trees in D.C., they're uh, tracked back to, uh, I think, like mid-1800s when yeah. they bought them over from Japan personally. Because that, that's when they had, because the, the Sakura Matsuri in D.C. was the 100th anniversary. Aww. Huh. How about that? Yeah, and I have a question with... for you guys. What's up? Yeah? How many people do you think went to Sakura Matsuri actually know what Sakura Matsuri is? I'd say about 20. The name? If, yeah, 20%, and I'm being generous. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Was I right or was I wrong? <laughs> oh, no, you're not. I, there's no, no right or wrong. It was just actually a personal question. But, you know, question. I, I would actually think maybe more than 50% no, but given what today's generation, it's a reason just to throw in a cosplay and go. And I am very thankful. I saw very little Bleach Shinigami cosplayers running around. I am very thankful. Oh, thank That's God. Problem the There's been a couple of ones I've been to. You see like 20 to 30 uh, of them run, uh, Shinigami cosplayers running around. And as uh, my friend Paul said, you're dressed up as a death god at a cherry blossom festival, which celebrates life. Yeah, yeah, that comes off as a little harsh. Yeah, but you the thing is, as I said, you can't tell them nothing. If you explain why you can't, they're gonna be like, "I don't care. I still want to do it." Whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I did run into the um the My Little Pony cosplayers I saw at uh Castle Point, and they. Can had... I ask another question? Go for it. Is there a particular reason why we're doing? I just maybe this is just me, and I'm probably gonna go off a tangent on this, and I'm really, really sorry. Go for it. That I am, but I understand that Sakura Matsuri has, you know, had some part of semblance of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Some, but why My Little Pony out of Sakura Matsuri? Why Homestuck out of Sakura Matsuri? 
It's sort of like saying the same thing at, at an anime con. Why are there non-anime cosplays at an anime convention? But Sakura Master isn't an anime convention. But that's just, but you can also say why are some people dressed as Gundam pilots at a Sakura Matsuri, you know? No. You know well, you know. They're still thinking it, it's a excuse to dress up in a costume. Yes. I'll never understand our generation. I weep my tear for them. That's why I have alcohol in the cabinet. Ah. I stopped trying to figure it out. I was just like, let me just take a shot and call it a night. <laughs> I think what it is is a lot of people decide that, oh, it has something to do with Japanese. I can do this. There you and go. they do. Yeah. I just personally wish, you know, stop, that stop, stop. maybe they might take the time to maybe learn something. But I know it's just a hangout for other people, mm-hmm. too. I, so. mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, please keep going. No, it's okay. No, that was kind of it. I mean, what I wouldn't mind seeing, like, if you're going to cosplay your favorite anime character, the Sakura Matsuri, we'll have that person wearing a yukata or a kimono, you know, or something. Like, I did casual Ranma on, on Saturday, which was just me wearing the red tunic and black pants. Because I figured that's something nice that will go along with what's going on there. And then Sunday... I just grabbed my Luigi hat and wore my Luigi shirt and just went. And people are calling me Luigi and like great cosplay and I'm like, but I'm just wearing a hat. You know what bothers me? What? Wearing a Chinese dress at a Sakura <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just so awkward. I don't know. I mean, I, Chinese New Year. I can see that. I can understand it, but on the same token, I mean, it can, yeah. it does fit in per se, you know. It's, it's the whole Asian the influence. There you go. It's so not For better or worse. Mm-hmm. You have to remember that not all of these people are smart. Yes. <laughs> you also have to remember that not all of these people have enough money to change their costumes enough to make them formal. Mm-hmm. Wear a t-shirt, wear a dress. That'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody could wear whatever they want. It was just a personal pet peeve. I never understood it. I just wish my my whole wish, if we, I do a cultural event, to maybe possibly learn something, anything, something small. Oh, the t- the drumming session was so. I didn't get to go to the drumming session. I didn't but see that either. So hearing it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. I was in there, but I think it was full, so I couldn't go in there. Well, I did notice what was that one thing that wasn't there before last time I went. It's been like four years since I've been to Osaka Matsuri. I see they have what's called the J Lounge for like Japanese pop culture in a separate yes. section where um, Uncle Yo was performing and he kills it as, as yes. always. And, um, and, and Tenshi and no I actually performed. They did like three to four uh, dances, and I have to say, between when the last time I saw them at Springfest, they got their game together. I mean, they did a complete 180, and it's like, I was like, wow. I was, words cannot explain how impressed I was by seeing them what they did. 
Well, actually, they were really doing good because they actually promoted an anti-bullying campaign, which I'm really happy about. Um, their promotion is that, I guess, in a way, that well, Japan in particular, you have to, um, you know, in Japan, when they look for you in maid cafes, they're very particular about one person looks like, a.k.a. Hi. light skin, European, if you're kind of foreign. Um, I've, that, I've, I've, yeah, I've actually yeah. watched some YouTube videos, people commenting about that, and I've been hearing opposite sides of that, which is quite interesting. No, I saw like a, I saw a host club, and they were all, they're all white guys. I don't even know if they spoke Japanese, but I think they, some of them might have been from America. I don't know. Mm. They, they look good, but it just seemed so interesting to put for better words. Oh, okay. Um, but they're promoting that you can be no matter what shape and size, you still have if you, as long as you have the spirit. You know, cuteness comes in all positive, co- cuteness yes. comes in all form, all all sizes. I think that's what they were. What it is. All forms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you're not people. You're not okay. I'm not tall. I don't have big boobs. I'm not a stick. I'm not thick, or I'm this. I'm that. I might have scraggly hair, mm-hmm. but that you know, I'm defined more than just looks. And I think it's great, and I wish them success in the future. It's lovely talking to Pua. She pretty much works really hard. I know. So. I think I found a couple of photos of her from, like, Soccer Matsuri 08, I think. I'll have to, I'll have to post them to her and be like, is this you? <laughs> and no, it's me. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Don't. And also on Sunday, I recorded the, um, the fashion show, which was pretty cool. And there was this, um, I also recorded this J-pop big band called Morning Musuko. That was pretty cool. A J-pop big band? That sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's like, let's see, it's like, uh, Utada Hikaru meets, um, what's the name of that guy that does Jump Driving Wheel? I cannot... Brian Setzer. Yes, it's like the Brian Setzer Orchestra meets Utada Hikaru. Wow. That sounds really awesome, actually. <laughs> it is. I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. That sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, if we can, if we can appreciate what Richard Cheese does, you know. Oh my God, he's the best. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. I haven't listened to him in a while. He, oh, he's fantastic. So, I can imagine some anime working in you know, the big, the big band style. Probably some. <laughs> For some like musical number or some date between the main character and is a possible interest, you know, stuff like that. Didn't they? Did, didn't Japan have a movie about that? About what? Uh, about a girls' school doing a big band kind of thing. Crap! I'm gonna have to look it up that now. That does sound familiar. You mean like Kaon or something? Mm-mm. That they were doing. That's like they were doing. Like that's like a J-pop. Swing girls. Okay, that's it. Okay. Mhm. That reminds me. I have to watch the second season of K-On. Oh, I don't watch K-On. K- I tried. K-On was nice. I really liked it. 
Of yeah, I saw it at Best Buy a couple of weeks ago. I was going to buy it, but I wasn't too sure. How much was it? Like, what, 39 or something like that? No, I think it was actually 25 Well, if that's, that sounds about right. For the whole season, I guess, the first season? That's, yeah, because the second season, I don't, think they're, I don't think they're releasing the second season. Oh, that sucks. Well, it's Bondi. What do you expect? Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Bondi, Bondi, Bondi nuts. I ha- okay, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for Swing Girls. I may have to watch this. Oh, I don't like watching girly shows. It's not really... No, it's live action. It's not really girly. It's, um... Basically, they're trying to become a jazz band. I like jazz. So do I. Oh, I find it hard to, to watch, like girl-related shows. I like action and comedy and action. Pretty much, pretty much she likes the I'm stuff. I'm a tomboy. You'll be quiet. This is our podcast. Stuff. Is that your darling tuxedo mask in the background? Yes, it is, and he has no right in impeding on what I have to say. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You weren't... Kudo, you weren't there for those episodes. Mm. Yeah, we... A couple episodes back, we had Mr. Flair making a cameo appearance. <laughs> Is that so? So I guess it's only fair that um, Mr. Kuro Usagi can say a few words here and there. His two second minute, his two seconds of fame already died. Okay. Oh. Aww. Wow. That's, yeah. That's hurt. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> that's hurt. One day, but not today. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I think I think that's it for Sakura Matsuri. Okay. And mm-hmm. it was also in, and and also, we do have a bit of a celebrity here because our very own Kuro Usagi was on the New York Times website for the Sakura Matsuri. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's a very nice picture. No, it's not. Yes, it I is. don't know who jumped on your head. A picture of me is horrible. Oh, will you stop? No, I, I hadn't. I can tell. You can see the fact that I only slept for three hours. Those bags under my eyes. So, in other words, it was a typical convention for you. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Three hours of sleep, uh, and whose fault was that? It was my computer's fault. Mm. Oh, buddy. I had Sunday an idea. I have a four-day convention. Stop. I'm walking around like a zombie. And et cetera, et cetera. I need coffee, mm-hmm. stat. I don't drink coffee. I personally Caffeine think makes I... me too jittery. Oh. I saw all those pictures. Those pictures are too dark. I mean, it was nice being, you know, getting a picture for the newspaper and all. But watching those pictures, they're just too dark for each, for everybody. They're too dark looking. And I think, like, a two-minute edit would have been sufficient. But that's just well, me. Well, might have been the photographer, you know. It is the photographer. See, that's why when I take pictures, I actually stop and take a couple of photos, and then I I take I re I re I flip my changes on the fly. Right, take you do your settings. Because right. I had, I had oh, so you actually take the time and use your camera properly. Yes, yes, yes. I they kept snapping photos of me. Like I was yeah, there whatever. Let me try this. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, they Done. were doing I've... that, and then they're like, "Well, I guess that's the best I can do." Look, really? <laughs> look, look, wow! Look, can you work if... for the New York Times? Look, listen. If you go, if you go to the Facebook page and look at my 2012 Sakura Matsuri photos, you can see that some of the photos. 
didn't come out as well as I wanted to, but you'll see like the next ones I've adjusted for better lighting, this and that. Because right. the thing is, the lighting was phenomenal, depending it's on the angle you were at on, on the during the weekend. Because I had to reshoot a couple of times, and, and then what, the thing is, when I thought that the photo didn't come out too well. I'm looking at it on the big screen, and I'm like, it actually came out a lot better than I thought. I think that the photographer that took my pictures, if you guys see, I have a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he took better pictures because he adjusted the lighting because it was very, very bright outside. If you look at the picture from the New York Times compared to the pictures that I took in the same exact spot, he adjusted his settings to where the light, um, my face wasn't too dark because in some parts it's so dark. Well, that's because Jason knows his way around his SLR. Yeah, but... The New York That's because Times he also like... cared about the subject. Yes. You have to remember that this is for a newspaper, and they're just caring about the story. They don't really care about the people in the pictures. There was no story. Hell, I mean... No, there wasn't a story. It was just pictures. It was, there, there was a picture of this one girl in the pink Lolita dress I took a picture of. She was in the paper for Sunday because she was there Saturday. And that picture was okay. I mean, looking at it, I could have done a better shot of that. I mean, I mean not for nothing... I know there are a lot of people who use SLRs, and I've seen their photos. Great work. But there are people I know that got an SLR, and I've said at the time when I had my 5-megapixel camera, I'm like, I've taken better shots with this camera, and it's an SLR. (laughs) Having a big money-type camera doesn't automatically make anybody a good photographer, that's for sure. I don't know. (laughs) But the funny thing is, this this photographer whose, whose picture quality I have questioned in the past... Her, her she has a pretty interesting cult, cult following for cosplay. I mean, she has been mentioned on, I believe, Kotaku and a couple other websites. And I mean, I would have to say her photography quality to me has an eighty-five percent success rate. I mean, passing rate. Better than mine. Than mine. I haven't taken pictures for a long time. I forgot my camera. I, I always try to have my camera whenever I can unless I oversleep. Oh. And on that note, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll play the uh, Tiffany Grant interview, and then we'll wrap things up. Break time! All right. Break out the tequila. Woot. All I got is Jack. Fair enough. <laughs> I have some Coke. Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? Well, I well, think, I think so. so, Brain. <laughs> but where are we going to find rubber pants our size? If Jimmy cracks corn and no one cares, why does he keep doing it? But we're already oh. naked. Uh... The burlap <laughs> chafes me so. We, if we didn't have ears, we'd look like weasels. Uh, he's the best guy, I swear. I think he liked picking me up in the air. He really did like picking me up in the air. That Aww. pinky. I'd love to meet Ron Paulson. Tell us, 
Jam Session. Final day, GobbleCon on Sunday. We're traveling around, and today we come across Miss Tiffany Grant. Oh, good I to see you, Luigi. <laughs> I, I, do, I do what I can, because uh, Daisy's not around, so I guess I can get away with something today. Okay. <laughs> what brings you up here to GobbleCon this year? Well, I actually got invited to this event uh, nearly a year ago. Yeah. And uh, hadn't been to any conventions in this area for a while, so decided I'd better make my way back up to the Connecticut, New York area. Well, that's good, and on behalf of all the fans out there, welcome back. Thank you very much. You're quite Happy welcome. Happy to be here. So, how did you get into voice acting in the first place? Well, it's, uh, it's been actually almost 18 years ago now. Yeah. Um, I had a background as a theater actor, and there was a, a new company that had just started in Houston, where I live, and they were they had released a few shows that were subtitled but they wanted to start getting into dubbing the shows into english so they could really reach, reach a wider audience and they said to their friends hey if anybody knows some actors please tell them about our audition so someone knew about this thing going on with adv films well really just ad vision at the time right um you know tell your friends so someone knew about the auditions remembered that i was an actor so he happened to just give me a call and say, hey, these people are having an audition. Thought maybe you might be interested in that. So I called him up, made the appointment, went down, I auditioned, and here I am almost 18 years later still doing it. <laughs> Must be a lot of fun in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been a great ride. I've really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm excited uh, at the prospects for the future, and uh, really lucky to have been in the industry for as long as I have. That's good. Um, what was your first role when it came to voice acting? Uh, the first show that I worked on was something called Guy Double Target. I remember that. It's hentai. And uh, you can get it now on DVD from Happy Carrot. For a long time, it was had gone out of press, but uh, yeah, it's now available on DVD, so you can buy that online. <laughs> Does it have the um, the dub track with it or? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got the, the dub and the sub on there. Mm -hmm. I definitely will have to check that out. So. Yeah, when it when it was originally released, they they did they released two versions of it. There was the unedited version, and there was a slightly edited version where it, it was still hentai, but they mm -hmm. cut out some of the really egregious stuff. Oh, uh, okay. So I only this year actually saw the completely unedited version. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> it made you that stewy side turn like. Yeah. Because really? see, my, my character was never in the really, really bad scene. So I okay. didn't know how bad it actually got. But uh, yeah, the storyline is kind of hard to follow. There's really not much of a storyline. But... Hi, I'm here to deliver your pizza. <laughs> no. I, there's no pizza. But anyway, that was the first show. <laughs> So I see you have Asuka earrings. Something yes, tells they me are. that's your favorite character. They're, technically, these are Cupid dolls, and they're cosplaying as Asuka. That's ah. kind of a thing. But I, I do like to refer to them as my little mutant Asuka babies. And uh, yeah, Asuka's been a really important character in terms of my career and so forth. So Asuka's been very, very important for me as an actor. Okay. Certainly one of my favorite roles, definitely. Was there a role that you that you've done where you felt it just it just wasn't for me, you know? 
Uh, no, I mean, you okay. kind of, you, you take ownership, you, you make it into something, okay. you know, even if it's just one line, you know, you have to connect with it on some level. So, okay. yeah, I'm happy to, uh, to take whatever, whatever jobs and whatever opportunities come my way. I'm always thrilled for that. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I do know that some actors and voice actors and actresses, depending on the roles that they do, they try to get into the character or try mm -hmm. to pick up that style of the trend. How far have you got had to go just to pick up the familiarity of the character? Um, well, I've been creating any sort of a character, if it's you know, on camera or stage or what have you, you, you do kind of get inside the head of that character, figure out what they're about, what their motivations are. Just with anime, you have to do it a little more on the fly, because right. there's not really any rehearsal or anything like that. Um, uh, of course, a character that, that you get to perform for many, many episodes or over a number of years, you just get to be, I guess, more in tune mm -hmm. with some, something like Asuka that I've done for a really long time. I have kind of a communion with more so than maybe some other characters that I did that were just, you know, one of the episodes. Okay. Uh, I, I did, on the last uh, last recording session that I had, a really super fun show it was called uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja, it's based on the Goemon. Uh, I remember I yeah. remember that, yes. And I, I played uh, one of the lead characters in that, and he was a little uh, boy, about 11 years old, Asa Ishikawa. And I kind of dressed as him my last recording session, but that was just really for fun. <laughs> Basically, he always wore like this blue buttoned up shirt and khaki shorts, so oh, okay. I dressed like that for my final recording session. And I did also for my for the last recording session that we had on Kaleidostar, where I played uh, Jonathan the Seal. I had my Jonathan the Seal plushie with me in the studio when we were doing the very last session. We recorded that for a couple of years, that was 52 episodes. Okay. Worked on that for a long time. I miss Kaleidoscope. Huh. So when you were in the studio recording, was it just you, or were you with other yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. We generally that's that's the way um, the dubbing process works when you're doing a replacement dialogue in another language. Is that that's very the vast majority of the time that's done where you have a single actor in a recording booth just with the sound engineer and the director. So that's it. It's pretty solitary process in a way as far as acting goes, but you do have a good relationship usually with your uh, sound engineer and, and director, so you're not working with people. Okay. So, what have you done besides voice acting? Any other work? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I, I did, it is voice acting, but I did a couple of video games, okay. and I've uh, done quite a few uh, voiceovers for commercials, like for TV and radio. I've done several independent films, and I've done quite a bit of stage work. Okay. So I've done pretty wide variety of things. Whatever acting jobs there are, I will be there. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So if you can look towards voice acting, mm -hmm. would you see yourself like star of stage and screen and television? I would still have been pursuing all the other stuff that I wow. still do. You know, I it just was an opportunity that happened to come my way, so it didn't impede or interfere with anything okay. else I've ever done. I didn't, you know, eschew anything else for that. I mean, it's not like it takes up all of my time anyway, you know. That's mm -hmm. the thing about voice work is you go in, record for a couple of hours, and then you're done, so. 
it's not like uh, you know somebody was maybe working like a live action right. TV show okay. where they film 20 something episodes a year and they're in there working 14 hours a day for weeks on end I mean it's just you know it's not like that it's a couple hours here a couple hours there okay now outside of voice acting what kind of fun stuff do you like to do ah well I don't know if it's fun, but very fulfilling. I do uh, volunteer with a group in Houston, mm -hmm. the um, Wildlife Center of Texas, okay. and uh, we're an animal hospital for um, all the native wildlife there in Texas. We take in any and all native wildlife. Um, even end up a lot of times with things that aren't really wildlife, like chickens. <laughs> but um, that's it is very rewarding, and I, I really love working there with all of the Helping them, um, you know, get better and get get rehabilitated. Okay. Go back out into mm -hmm. the wild where they belong. It's, it's really wonderful. I enjoy that a lot. And of course, I love going to the movies. I go to go to the theater very often. I love going to stage shows and have um, my TV shows that I'm addicting to, like Dancing with the Stars. Love Dancing with the Stars. Anyway, and reading. I love to read a lot. I read a lot of um, autobiographies. Recent autobiography you've been reading? Um, recent one that I read, actually, the most recent one that I read wasn't an autobiography, but the biography about okay. Catherine Hepburn. Oh, but, okay. but this year, autobiographies I read um, Alan Alda, Larry Hagman, Barbara Eden, Tina Fey, Carol Burnett, uh, Betty White. I, I just love them. I love reading biographies, and especially autobiographies. Is there a particular book that kind of stands out? It's like something that was like really good, like something that everybody has to sit down and read. Well, a recent one that came out that I really, really enjoyed was, was Tina Fey's Boston mm. Man. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that was really great. It's funny. I mean, it is autobiographical, but it's mostly just a funny book. Um, the one that I've read the most is I've actually read Lauren Bacall's autobiography about five times, I think. All by myself. I, I, I've read it many, many times. So, it, it's just... Kind of my thing. Oh, and Julie Andrews, I read that. Oh, that okay. Here also. Okay. Now let's go back to the wildlife. Just a bit. I was just mm -hmm. wondering, do you have any pets at home? Yes. Uh huh. We have three kitty cats. We've got Aww. some Momiji. She's 15. She's very cranky. And then Haruko, who's five and a half, and she's um, crazy. She's basically crazy. <laughs> and then our little baby kitten Tora, and he's almost six months old. And He's just adorable. Aww. I mean, he, he's just precious and sweet and adorable and puppy. I've, I've always been a cat lover because at times they're just lazy like me. I just sit there and watch TV. He just jumps up on my lap like I'm not going in for a while. And I look yeah. down and I go, neither am I. Yeah. Neither am I. They're good lap warmers. They can sleep for a really long time. But they're also very entertaining. And I like that. <laughs> Especially the kitten. He's funny. He's really funny. So where do you see your future going? Where do you see yourself going from at, at all the accomplishments, all the cool, awesome stuff you've done? Um, well, I I don't know. I just like to keep doing it as long as I possibly can. I don't have any plans to really change course or anything in the future. Uh, just keep uh, pursuing acting opportunities that come my way, uh, voice okay. acting or on camera. I'm not, I haven't really maybe as aggressively pursued on camera as I could have. I just, I enjoy doing the voiceover stuff a lot, 
but uh, there is some. In fact, there's a couple of movies that I've worked on that are coming out here very soon. Yeah. One of them is Dead of Night. Okay. Uh, should be out um, anytime in the next couple of weeks, very, very soon. It's a, a B horror film. Okay. It's pretty neat. And uh, the other one is called Lars the Emo Kid, and it's very, very funny, and that will be out in the spring. And so I have a role in both of those independent films. I'm not sure what the venue will be for acquiring those. Probably Amazon. I don't really know, but if um, you know, you can look all this stuff up on the interwebs. It's amazing for that. And they're listed on my IMDb page, okay. so you know, really well, easy to follow up. We'll on. definitely have to check that out. Mm -hmm. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for your, for your hey, moment of your time. So, any last parting words, perhaps? I uh, just want to say thank you to the people who have been uh, so great in supporting the anime industry all these years, and hopefully, you guys will stick by us and. Uh, you know, subscribe to the Anime Network, buy DVDs, and, uh, you know, really get behind it and support us so that we can all pull through. That we will do. DJ Runner, sign you off. Please don't be angry at me. We're not angry I... at you. Nope. If you could tell, there was a bit of a break in between our outro, because as I said in the beginning of the episode, Kuro's uh, internet is kind of flaky, which so means if her connection drops, the entire record just stops, so... We're just gonna keep going with it, cause maybe I should call you guys back when I pay my. <laughs> You're recording now, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, Kuro, you crazy! But members of the staff having money problems? No, never. Right? Oh, I don't like talking about my problem with public. Uh, I mean. Really, we have money problems? I don't know about you, but I have one hell of a trust fund. I never talk about my problems. Well, I don't know about money problems, but mental problems, yeah. That's every I have those too. That's every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And who's wearing the hat tonight? The tinfoil hat? No, the Mad Hatter hat. I think I've got it. You're crazy. Does it count that I actually have a Mad Hatter's hat? Yes, it does. Okay. But we knew you were crazy from day one. Psh, of course. Oh, <laughs> but uh, check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session TV. Uh, we'll be posting up videos from Manga Next, past Spring Fest, uh, PAX East, and Sakura Mansuri. They should be up in the next couple of weeks, so bear with us. Uh, check out our personal YouTube pages at youtube.com slash djronmas. We have Tiger Chick Chibi, Tiger with the Y, Sailor Flare, Ari22682, and Michael Chan, yours is uh, Jupe Lunar, right? Yep. So youtube.com slash Jupe Lunar. And check out our twitter.com page, uh, twitter.com slash anime jam session. Join us. We'll be posting links to articles that we wrote, information regarding to our Facebook page, where we'll be at various cons if you want to say hi and chill with us, which is really cool. Um, and we also have our own personal Twitter.com pages. Uh, Twitter.com slash GGRonMS, uh, KuroUsagi-chan, Epic, The Ari Man, and Giove Day. Day, which there is an underscore between Giove and Day. If you can't find it, just just, go, just search it. It'll pop up in the search engine. And don't forget to check out our official Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash anime jam session. And at our last check, 
when I was checking earlier today as I was uploading videos, I mean pictures, we are now up to 894 fans. Nice. Yeah, I. We need more fans. We're, we're get, I think we'll be at a thousand by the time Anime Next rolls around. Need Yay. more fans. And uh, and I'll say this once. I'll say it again. Waking up to check the fan page or getting to work checking the fan page, you're seeing twenty, twenty plus, twenty. Seeing that many people liking the photos that we take, the comments about them. As I, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. We really appreciate that. That just means that you uh, you enjoy the work that we do, and as long as we see that, we have no problems to continue to throw more at you. You know, that's 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 what's up. And no, I'm not gonna cry manly tears about it either. Uh, you can check out uh, Kuro Usagi's uh, Facebook fan page at facebook.com/chibikurousagi. And you can find mine at facebook.com slash djronmess. Uh, and don't forget to check us out on Disingenious Radio at disingenuousradio.com. As for future podcast episodes, we will see. I believe we'll still be on there and we'll probably also be on VOG Network. If not now, in a couple of weeks, just bear with them as they get ready to add more content and we'll be ready to launch with them. Oh, hell yes. Very sweet. Okay, and I'm trying to look at the schedule, the, uh, the uh, calendar here. So, I believe next week there will not be an episode. And because week after that is Zenkaikon. So, we will be back with a brand new episode. Episode 73, week of May 13th. That's Mother's Day, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yay. Oh, you shouldn't sound so sad about that. Thanks. Hey. I'm feeling the same thing you're feeling. Don't you even start. Yeah. You'll be fine. Trust me, Kuro. You'll be fine. I want to be a mom. Well, you got Mr. Usagi over. No! So... Get cracking. Hop to it, you but you, you two lovely bunnies, you two. Hey, you're the one that said wanted to be a mommy, so... Oh, for the love of God, God, let's just end this before I shoot myself. Goodbye, Papa. I'll miss you. And by, by a shot, she means a shot of Sambuca. Good night, everybody. Huh? Huh? Hey. No, no, no. The crickets are not even doing anything. Uh, what do they do? Well, that's one hell of a, uh, of a way to exit, exit this episode, so... Family, we're leaving on a cliffhanger. Just don't hit reverse. So, before we go, any final thoughts? Last thoughts? I got nothing. Nope. I like eggs. Mmm. Eggs. The Incredible Edible Egg. What, y'all don't remember that commercial? Of I do yes. <laughs> Okay. I remember the egg song, but I'm not gonna sing it. Exactly. <laughs> a whole Pandora. That's annoying. I'll that never time. get out of here. <laughs> Let's get out of here, fellas. Cause um, yeah, I think they're starting to lock the gate. So I'm Ranma. I'm Kuro Saki. I'm Ari. I'm Mako Chan. And I'm Sailor Flair. Thanks for listening. 
We'll be back in a couple of weeks, so see ya! Peace out! Adios! Bye! Bye. Say goodnight, Flair! Goodnight, Flair! Hey! That's my line! This podcast is a joint production of DJ Rama S, Kuro Usagi, and me, Sailor Flair. Please note that no fanboys or fangirls were harmed in the making of this episode. This time. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and DisingenuousRadio.com. 